This is Coin Talk, a podcast where we discuss all things Bitcoin and crypto. My name is Crypto Slim. This is Walls. This is T Crypto, aka TC. Let's get into it. Where do you see gold? Does does gold have a future? What do you think that looks? Like? Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm a, a gold. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to speak like I'm a gold expert, but I, I kind of I, I look at gold versus Bitcoin as like analog versus digital, and it's like although we have our our iPhones, we still have clocks in our homes, clocks in our offices. So I think in the future, we're definitely going to have gold and Bitcoin kind of uh, playing together. Maybe there's going to be a tokenization of gold. I, I'm pretty sure there should be. Um, but I don't see it going away. I think that's going to be more of the the, the legacy uh, part of the demographics of like uh, the international markets where they, you know, it's a safe haven. It's proven. It is a finite resource. It's hard to mine. So you're definitely going to want that as well. But I mean, it it, I, it depends on the, the demographic of the person, right? If, if you're a younger millennial or a Gen Z, you're definitely going to go with Bitcoin. If you're a baby boomer, you'll probably have a mix of the two or maybe just gold. Is the USD, is it attached to gold? What do you think? Yes or no? I mean, I know it's supposed to be. I mean, it's definitely not attached to gold. It's just attached to, well, the USD is not attached to gold. It's attached to the, the US Army and our, and our nation. But I mean, with all the money printing that, you know, we've, we've uh, gone through uh, over the last two years. I, I can't see a world where people are storing value in just cash. I think it's either gonna be stocks. Like you think about the, you think about a Microsoft or an Apple or a Tesla where those companies are gonna be there in the future, right? Although they can kind of create new shares of the company, there's all, that company creates value. So you, you, you'll trust that to hold and preserve uh, value over time. And then there's gold. And other uh, precious metals that that will hold value over time, but I mean, I think that you know, Bitcoin is a superior asset just just by design um, because it's digital, right? And we're going into a digital world. So, do you see central banks issuing their own cryptos? Do you see them adopting Bitcoin, and then they may be backing their own cryptos with Bitcoin? What do you think that looks like in the future? I mean, I think every country will have their own. Uh, digital stable coin just to say i think once the larger audience kind of understands the danger of allowing your country to know everything you do with money i think it's it's more of a a catalyst for bitcoin's growth and the superiority right because that anonymity that uh bitcoin provides against you know centralized banking is just priceless um, so I do think we're going to go through that stage. And I, I think it's just a, a learning curve that, you know, the world's going to have to go through um, and the people are going to speak with their wallets and they'll probably just drop those digital, those, uh, those centralized digital currencies and run to uh, Bitcoin. But that's going to take some time, you know, as, as people begin to learn and become more familiar with crypto. We're still in the early, early innings. So I want to talk about like um, the uh, globally and the adoption so can you speak just a little bit about, like you said, Nigeria and different countries and how you see it being able to help the unbanked uh, remittance payments, different things like that? I mean, f- from that standpoint, again, like for me, like the like all the all the stars aligning, I was lucky enough to invest to have invested in Nigeria. Um, and we invested in uh, consumer services businesses where we were receiving a lot of cash, but it was in Naira. And we had to have a strategy where we would switch the Naira into US dollars to try to preserve the value. 
going forward and a lot of businesses did this so in a lot of countries it's not this not this concept of credit is hard to come by um so credit or even using uh digital payments is hard to come by i mean they're, they're making a push for it but it's definitely hard to come by and it's not normal but i i think that's going to again be that catalyst where people are going to have an alternative to say i don't have to have a u.s dollar because it can be seized because the bank can restrict how much u.s dollars i keep in my account because they want me to stay in the naira i can exchange the naira for bitcoin and you know, be my own bank and be my own sovereign nation in itself, right? To protect your value that you're creating on in your on your earth, right? So what do y'all um, think about, um, you know, I think that accountability is a big problem that we have in, in the world today. And how do you feel about people being their own banks? Because I just, I'm very reluctant to think that people are uh, one, accountable enough, one, they are techn technologically advanced enough to know how to, you know, hold their own keys. What does that look like to y'all? Well, I think, for that to happen, it's gonna not to say get dumbed down, but it's gonna have to be uh, easy, uh, easy use case to use uh, these type of technologies. Because for one, having to keep your own keys, I know that for someone like my mom or grandmother, that's gonna be like virtually impossible. Um, whether it's gonna be backed by a password or some other type of uh, source, it's gonna have to be really. Um, uh, have an ease of use case for for that to even happen. So in the central bank, you know, digital currency era, how is, what does that look like to you? You know, are the, is the bank going to hold your keys? They're definitely going to want to hold your keys because um, that gives them more power and they want the power. But, we, you know, with that saying that we always hear from uh, Bitcoin Zay, <laughs> not your keys, not your cheese. If you don't hold your own keys, you don't, I mean, you don't own your own Bitcoin. Yeah, and I and I think I think just from a user adoption standpoint, like like Slim was saying, like like the baby boomers are the older generation. They are just not going to be familiar with what like what are keys. I just learned where the password is, right? Uh, and they're still on Facebook instead of Instagram. Well, that was, was going to be my question to uh, Slim. Like, can you describe what that even means? The keys. Oh, your keys are it's a, a private uh, phrase that you you are used to. Um, send send and receive bitcoin and you also you have a, a key phrase that you will use that be a password that you'll use when you want to uh, open up your wallet and send that bitcoin so it's a long um, numerical and um, alphabetical uh, number that you're going to be dealing with that you have to write down and store to use every single time you want to send a transaction so that's one of the things that i think about bitcoin we talk about scarcity I think there's a lot of dust that's going to be on different exchanges. I think people have been locked out of exchanges. And so when we talk about 21 million Bitcoin, what I, I mean, I'm just curious, what do you think the percentage of Bitcoin of that 21 million is actually going to be in circulation? Like, because I think a lot of, I know we've heard the story about the guy that had some on his laptop in the landfill and he had like $300 million on it. Um, personally, I have some, uh, crypto that's on exchanges that I don't have access to. I had a son that spilled uh, water on my computer. I lost a lot of my stuff. So, um, I mean, I've dealt with it personally. Again, that's why we want to help you all to not make some of the same mistakes, but just, you know, kind of what does that look like to y'all? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think a lot of Bitcoin has been locked up. I know there's a number I don't have, I don't know if the, off the top, but there's a lot of Bitcoin that's been locked up and I follow Michael Saylor. <laughs> Wait, let me take a step back. There's a lot of Bitcoin locked up. Uh, because people have lost their keys. 
uh, people have actually passed away. And, you know, when you, you listen to Michael Saylor, he, he said it best, like, you're actually contributing to humankind, right? Because you're making the asset even harder and more scarce because there's less to actually access. So in a way, it's like it, it, it puts the own, it can it then puts the onus on the individual to, you know, not your keys, not your keys, secure your, your asset, your value, that's your responsibility as a human being on this earth and come up with a strategy for yourself to preserve it and pass it on down the line for your legacy. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of Coin Talk. Remind you, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. Please do your own research. Like, share, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next episode. We out. Peace.